Hi everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon. That's H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. The Patreon's really the lifeblood of the podcast. It lets me dedicate the time that I need to play the games, to talk to our guests, to really set everything up and, and make everything as sharp as it is. Um, without it, uh, no cartridge really wouldn't exist the way it does today. If you don't like monthly pledges, I totally get it. Uh, there's also paypal.me backslash Hagelbon, and we can try and figure something out there. Or you can email me at nocartridgeaudio at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and I will try and answer your emails as quickly as I can. Thanks so much for your support, and enjoy the show. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hinklebond on Twitter, and I have with me today uh, one of the, and actually you'll have to clarify what all the team was, because I know there are so many people who, who put their uh, heart and soul into this, uh, but one of the team of people who brought us uh, the, the the wonderful Hypnospace Outlaw, uh, which you probably saw me streaming at some point or another if you watch my streams, uh, and you certainly heard me talking about it at one point or another uh, if you listen to the podcast, uh, but we have uh, Jay Tolan here to talk with us uh, about about the game, about about really whatever he wants to talk about. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so let me ask off the bat, um, in terms of Hypnospace, what was the what, basically like? Who, who did what? It's because like it's such a um, it's such a deep game, right? Like deep, deep is in like uh, uh, the the amount of stuff in it. Like it feels it feels as if there's like. I mean, there's I think probably I saw about fifty percent of it. It turned out like it was a fun game to stream because my buddy had played it and he just like really wanted to stream it with me, and you know that was great. But um, it also was like not a great one to stream because <laughs> it was like, man, there's so much in here that I want to see, and I'm gonna not see a lot of it. Um, so we'll talk about what the game actually is in, in a minute. But like, what was sort of the the work breakdown on on the game? Yeah. Okay, so hmm, um, it's that's a complicated question because there's all the way, you know, <laughs> there's there's me who did the most, and then it goes all the way down to someone who contributed a single animated GIF, GIF, whatever, um, sure. or a single sm like picture of their face to use as a character or something in the game. But um, so I was lead designer, um, okay. and that meant I did a little of everything, or a lot of everything, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a big project. Yeah, and uh, it started as just me. Uh, I was using a program back in, well, there was a little prequel game to this or something uh, in 2014 called Hypnospace Enforcer, which mm. was basically the little car minigame that's <laughs> in Hypnospace, nice. but set in the future and it's where the sleeping at night while using a headband to access the internet well, at night. That's redundant. But anyway, 
Yeah, and uh, sleeping while using the internet concept came from that game. But it was a little more futuristic and a little more, I don't know, run-of-the-mill dystopian or, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. so I made that game, though, using a program called Click Team Fusion, which um, back in the 90s there was a program called Click and Play, and then the huh. Games Factory, and then Multimedia Fusion. They're all from the same company. And that's basically click and play, but the newest version. And, okay, I know um, Multimedia Fusion. That I remember. Yeah, Multimedia Fusion is in that line. And the newest is Click Team Fusion. Okay. And because uh, and I'm not really like a coder uh, necessarily, so um, I've prototyped all of my games including dropsy using that program because i just grew up with it so for a while i you know i made a version of the game in that and then i kick-started it and um then jumped to uh after the kickstarter succeeded i jumped to construct 2 which is funny because it's very similar to multimedia fusion because it was started by a person who used to be in the multimedia fusion community who was like, I'm sick of this crap. You're not adding the right features. And then he went and made his own version (laughs) of the same program. He did the, the, I'll take my ball and play on my own kind of thing. Exactly. (laughs) Nice. And it has, it's funny because it has a lot of the same problems as (laughs) it's very hard to port to any console. Like it's, it's a great program if you don't know how to, you know, do hardcore coding or whatever, but um, we pretty much had to end up. Uh, so, so anyway, I'm sorry. So no, I please. got a uh, a friend of mine from the Click Team community, the Multimedia Fusion community, to uh, come help wrangle that program into doing what you know what we wanted it to do. So that's Seems Mike, reasonable, yeah, <laughs> Mike Lash, and he's the lead programmer. Okay. And um, and then uh, we made a page builder tool and a sequencer uh, that, and they both make their own little custom formats uh, uh, that the game can read. And we made those before even like really working on the operating system, mm. just so I could get started with content. And, that makes um, sense. Yeah, and then uh, a little ways in. We realized we had a big collect, a big internet, um, and <laughs> all kinds of wacky pages to go visit. Um, but there wasn't much of a game to it, and you know, mm. I'm at a point where like I'm trying to make this work as like a a, a thing to make money, you know. So I'm yeah. like, eh, I think I got we got to put a game in there, like a real game, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured out like there was always going to be some stuff with Merchant Soft and the, the company that runs Hypnospace and HypnoS, but it, you know it wasn't going to have such a progression as it ended up having. So then, once we realized we were in a pickle, we brought on uh, Zalavir Nelson Jr. Uh, his handle is at Rit Nelson, and he served as narrative designer and he also helped write content. Uh, for cool. about the last year, year and uh, year and three months of development, um, and I would say that was the core team, uh, okay. us. And then, 
Um, we had a lot of contributions from like Hot Dad, who is an internet musician, <laughs> and he played Chowder Man. Oh, so, well, I mean, that yeah. honestly, uh, my appreciation for the Chowder Man character is, uh, <laughs> is widely known. Yeah, I, loved, good. I loved I loved that character. <laughs> that, yeah, Chowder Man was great. I mean, he, of course, he started as like a, you know, a Kid Rock-esque. Like if you took Kid Rock and moved him back 10 years and made him right. sound a little Faith No more or something, then that was Chowder Man. But he evolved into like a whole big mishmash of things. And I think a lot of things in this game did. But anyway, we also had one other... Uh, uh, person who who is doing a lot for the game and that is that which is media or okay. and his name is Corey and he went and programmed custom ex- like add-ons for Construct 2 and oh, pretty wow. much you could say hacked into it to do things that we couldn't make it do out of the box um, and then uh, and then no more robots our publisher um, were also. Uh, pretty helpful in you know getting a discord community together and you know monitoring the steam forum so i don't have to deal with that too much <laughs> yeah that seems nice not to have to worry about that. yeah it's very nice so so long answer there but yeah that's the no, that's a great answer that was the best way to sum up you know all the the different people involved and then like i said all kinds of content from all kinds of people uh a lot of open calls on Twitter where I was like, hey, does anyone have any like 3D art from when they were first learning um, 3D in college or something or in high school that they can send me and I'll PayPal you 15 bucks? And and I got some, some that way. I didn't know 3D very well, so I was learning 3D. And so some of the bad art is my first 3D art. Um, <laughs> nice. And then, oh, there, I do want to mention uh, one more person. Uh, there was a website called sevenoaks.co.uk. And um, this this was a guy, one of the original people who made animated, animated GIFs online. And um, he, I emailed asking permission to use his GIFs that he had on his website. And this website was up until about a year or two ago. Wow. And he said, yeah, my website's going to go down soon. Uh, this was an old phase of my life. You can use that however you want, though. I'm fine with it. And so I put a little tribute to him in the credits and stuff. But um, That's cool. What was sad to me, though, is I went on the Internet Archive, and he excluded his website from being archived. What? Oh, it kills me so much. I don't oh. know if he's just embarrassed. Like, the tone of his email that he sent to me it was like he was a little embarrassed or something i don't know wow. stuff. so that sucks i mean yeah. I, I you know whatever he wants you know i'm not <laughs> yeah i think uh, he's an he's a he's kind of an older guy too and i just don't know how like i don't know yeah. but um i i kind of wonder though just because of the tone if someone like was a jerk to him online about his art because it does have this like there's an angel pooping on a toilet <laughs> like <laughs> Like all kinds of stuff that like a a penguin with a frying pan, like all kinds of stuff, a panda with a a revolver. Like, you know, (laughs) you don't know what he was thinking. And it's I like it a lot, though. And uh, that sounds great. I mean, and I the gif art in in the game itself is fantastic. So, I mean, I can I can see like, you know, I don't know which of it he did or or not, but the just even drawing the inspiration from it. It's like it's 
up my alley from what you're describing. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, that was, I think his, we'll probably talk about this later, but I think when he sent me that and I realized, I was like, oh man, I don't want people like laughing at this guy's art on a stream. What if he sees it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And even if he doesn't see it, that's just kind of jerky. So I don't know. I I think that kind of, I was already on this thing anyway with with dropsy but uh, i think that that sort of pushed the game in a direction to be a little nicer to its group of characters than maybe mm. i would have otherwise been but yeah actually you know one of the things that i really liked about hypnospace was it, it was very so like uh, just to describe the plot of the game to anyone who hasn't played it the the basic idea is you are a cop uh, of sorts who is uh <laughs> Is basically uh, there to um, uh, police the the world of hypno uh, hypnospace um, and hypno hypno s uh, a merchant soft product that lets you surf the web while you're asleep. Um, and in doing this, you go to all sorts of different pages. You um, you know you you check out all these very strange and uh, to to a certain demographic like myself, very familiar looking uh, pages that. You know, represent kind of an older, maybe 1998, 1999 internet. Although you can you can quibble with me on that. It, I I thought the timing was aligned up really nicely with the Y2K stuff in the game too. But maybe your inspiration was was a little more diverse. But the um, you know the the stuff on there. Um, oh, and and as you do this, you start to realize sort of a, a, a nefarious plot as well, um, which is the the narrative you brought up. But the um, the the material in it, like even the stuff that was like, you know, the the motorcycle guy who was um, <laughs> was like, who just had a tribute to his wife, but also wanted to meet a classmate, or the 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 strange dude who uh, had the like the the shrine to enlightenment um, that was just about him uh, basically falling in love with a medium who just wanted his money, <laughs> um, like all this, like everything in there, no matter how sort of like silly or whatever. It, felt like it was just very honest and very respectful in a way that like I never felt while playing Hypnospace that you were presenting a caricature of the internet. It felt like you were just kind of saying like this is kind of the space in which this aesthetic lived and like we're just being honest. Yeah. Um, I think as you were speaking I started thinking about this as we were developing the game. I started looking at all of these characters and their little i don't know proclivities isn't the right <laughs> word but their little uh things sure. the special the things that make them special and, and unique and interesting and i started thinking about it as like lore in high mm. fantasy or something because i mean to me, like if I'm playing, I don't know, Pillars of Eternity or some game that has is hardcore all in on the lore with all these capital letter words that you don't know what they mean until, you know, reading a lot. Like sure. I was thinking like, well, this could be like that, but it's all very immediate. And like and so you if you treat it the same way, but it's just on a way smaller scale and it's about things that are very relatable you know like what a person likes to eat and then yeah maybe someone else will reference how this person likes chocolate or you know um 
So on this human level, lore, bed of lore, world building thing, um, got, I got pretty into like planning all that stuff out. And then, um, yeah. And, and because it was on this level, like creating the content for it also wasn't as much of a, it wasn't, it wasn't so difficult because it was, what was within these characters' abilities to produce, um, which happened to be within my ability to produce, or I could find something that someone had contributed to the game that would just match their personality. Yeah. Um, and some assets in the game, like I looked at them, or some things that people contributed, and I was thinking, and I essentially designed characters around the animated gifts like the <laughs> Rlan for Obi uh noble warlock guy um he was partially inspired by a real person that w- my family met at a furniture store when i was young and he invited okay. us to a celtic night which <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah he gave us a pamphlet and on the pamphlet there are these pictures like it was you know uh, i think you printed it at home type of texture but like And the pictures just looked like rednecks sitting around at a barbecue or something. But um, (laughs) nice, sounds good. I I imagine Inya was playing or something. But (laughs) um, but he was mostly um, based on these animated gifs that someone made. I'm sorry if it's hurting your ears every time I use hard G with gif. I don't know where you stand on that one. Oh no, I usually say gif. Okay. I, uh, cool. I know people do have very strong opinions about that, but I I don't. Okay. Cool. Then uh, yeah. So so uh, but a lot of his character was just informed by how those looked, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, it totally does. Yeah, as well as that guy with that we met. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just uh, I don't know if there's much consistency other than for the first two years, me kind of going hog wild like throwing all this stuff in um visually and with audio as well there was like a little pipeline i made for like um conforming all the images and the sound to the certain to the certain like style like so Mm -hmm. the images were all color reduced to a palette uh, that hmm. I made called the Hypnospace palette, <laughs> and <laughs> nice makes it <laughs> seems reasonable. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, you had the old WebSafe palette, so and it would give everything a cohesive sort of look, uh, and the audio was also uh, the all the all the MP3 type music was processed uh, using an old lame MP3 encoder. That's one of them that wow. was actually from 1999, so it sounds a lot worse. And yeah, it's not, it, it was it was really reminiscent of those old MP3s. I didn't actually, I couldn't actually place why that was, but you're you're totally correct. It's like it doesn't sound as good. Yeah, it's real. It's real rough. And uh, I was listening to an interview with uh, was it Carl Heinz Brandenburg or whoever created MP3 or he didn't create it. He was part of a team that created it. Okay. But he was, I guess, the leader of the team, and um, he was saying that back then. Even before that, I wasn't brave enough to go earlier because they sounded really bad. <laughs> but they really any, did. Any vocal sounds and like you could get away as long as this music didn't have vocals. But any vocal sounds just made it just sounded so strange when it was uh, 
when you turned a music into an MP3 uh, sure. or a wave into an MP3. So, so I just kind of I went bad, but not that bad. In some <laughs> of the songs, especially if they used a lot of symbols, we went all the way up to like 80, 80 kbps instead of the sixty-four standard that we were using. Yeah, so, I would imagine some of those Chowderman songs would have sounded pretty rough if you uh, if you had to deal with like symbol crash uh that sounded oh, yeah. that bad yeah they did sound bad it's uh, when we when we went too low so uh yeah <laughs> nice well um so i mean so what's your like what was your uh your um inspiration for for taking this material on like obviously there's a, a kind of uh really enjoyable nostalgia within um the old internet um but it also feels like it feels like there's a there's a um, I don't know like it's it, I think I'd be tempted to call this game an homage like it feels like an homage in some ways um, and it's an homage to maybe a feeling or maybe a moment in time or a particular kind of discourse uh, but what like why did you uh, and I say this. Uh, with the idea that it was a good choice, I'm not trying to to get, to get you, mm-hmm. but like, why did you why did you choose this particular um, era of time to to focus on? Well, hypothetical time. I know that hypnos yeah. is not is not real, or hypnos is not real, but uh, uh, and we could talk about that too. But like the the sort of aesthetic that you went with. Um, it's hard to know why. Um, mm-hmm. Other than it being, I mean, like just I was in my young, I was 12 years old in 1999, and that's when you get, when a person gets attached to things that they were experiencing, and those were your golden, wonderful years or something. So it was definitely part of that. Uh, Fair enough. You know, I, um, in 1997, so part of the thing is this magic that I felt in um, maybe 1995 when the internet was like in the media a lot and it was the next big wave and I didn't have a computer yet in 1995. We weren't, we didn't have a lot of money. In fact, okay. I just got an NES <laughs> then, which... Well, you're not retros- getting a computer after that. <laughs> yeah, no way. But in retrospect... I appreciate like how slow my parents were at getting me some of these things because I got to experience some older stuff that I probably wouldn't have dug yeah. into. But um, but um, and so I saw all these advertisements and I saw all these really goofy like you know lawnmower man esque three D renderings of like what the internet was supposed to be like and right. you know people flying like the intro of hypnospace kind of has this people flying through some kind of cyberspace place together and they have colorful avatars yes yeah. and well and I, I i liked the the beginning of hypnospace has that has that very strange 3d intro which felt very much like the 3d intro of like any given um, like prodigy uh, or whatever. Exactly. Um, there's yeah. a, there's one particular prodigy commercial that I can link you to later that <laughs> was that that was that inspired by. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, it felt so much like like watching a prodigy ad, um, which was or not prodigy ad, but like actually the the you know what's funny? It's not prodigy ad. It's it's the 
it's the like the intro screens to Prodigy. Like when Prodigy loaded up, I remember my grandmother had it, had Prodigy. That was like maybe the first internet I could um, uh, use consistently. My dad had AOL, but I think it was like his AOL was more along the lines of, um, you know, like I don't really know how this works. There are chat rooms here. <laughs> Uh, maybe you can check that out kind of thing. Right. Uh, grandma had the, had the internet that I could definitely just use. And, um, I remember prodigy, like you'd load up and it would have like, you can go to the game section or you can go to the chat section or the teen section. But like the opening thing was like a 3d door opens and you walk down a corridor. <laughs> like, well, it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely like, it, it felt like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going for. And, and like at the time I was, I was reading all these magazines um with about the internet and like this you know to the in the mind of like a 10 year old or however old i was like the eight to ten years old like the possibility space here like i don't i don't really yeah. comprehend what's going on here i just know like my contact was computers like our school didn't even really have them you had like a few in the library and uh so it was all in my imagination and what I saw on TV or in magazines. And so, right. um, so it just felt like amazing to daydream about it. I was like writing on notebooks, like websites, <laughs> uh, drawing <laughs> websites, stuff like, I don't know. But, That's um, cool. <laughs> I don't know. It's... and, uh, then in 1997, we got a computer, um, uh, and it took two more years to get the internet, but I immediately started like, in ms paint like making websites which Mm -hmm. meant i would just stretch out like the canvas to the approximate size of like what i thought a website looked like so kind of like a rectangle (laughs) and like use the text tool to put the links on there you know and yeah sure and i and in fact when when we did get the internet i still had all of those um ms paint which is probably how I got good at pixel art, really. But um, well, yeah, I mean, MS Paint was—I mean, that's that's a very unforgiving <laughs> medium. Yeah, but I had all those, and I, I I signed up on Homestead, which was like I remember you, Homestead. Okay, you remember Homestead? I, I do, I do. I was on Angel Fire, but I remember Homestead. Yeah, unfortunately, none of Homes like very few of Homestead's like pages were backed up, so it kills me. But oh. um, so, but I was looking for where you upload your bitmap file, like to get to make your website work or something. <laughs> and there was probably a way I could have done that by slicing the image or something, but like I didn't know about all that. But um, wow! But I remember when I first got the internet, like, and when I first got a computer. There's this sense of incredible disappointment followed by you know more fascination i guess because once i started exploring it you know i was i was always wondering like in the back of my mind okay where are all these like crazy uh three-dimensional vistas with like all people's avatars floating around and stuff right i mean a very fair question yeah, like there, where are they now? Come on, people. But like, um, I guess VR chat. I guess the thing that I thought I wanted, I don't actually want. But um, um, yeah. So 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 even though I, you know, I I was super disappointed that like, you know, it's not like like my imagination. You know, it was still exciting because you are communicating with people in Australia or or something. Yeah, and. Uh, so I don't know. I think this this 
this sense of like disappointment but also like fascination and not knowing where the boundaries of this digital space were kind of kind of was a feeling I was trying to capture at least in the in the at the beginning of development and with some of the touches of the operating system and stuff. Yeah, I mean it felt very much like a a game that was concerned with the the kind of limitless feeling of the early internet. And I what I liked about what I really liked about the the nature of that was how you um you tied like the the various motives that that brings out in people like um for people in the sort of like neighborhood era like area with where like granny cream's hot butter ice cream was and and, and that kind of stuff like uh it was always like well maybe we can go back and connect with our with like what we what we remember in in the good old times and stuff and then you know in the in the kid zone it was like um you know, maybe I can get a bunch of toys, and in the teen zone, it's like, well, maybe I can grief some people. <laughs> and like, it really, <laughs> right. it felt very much like, okay, yeah, actually, like this is this is what the the kind of internet was, what it felt like, what it felt like to kind of be there. Um, it wasn't all just like, okay, um, let's you know, <laughs> let's think about all of the all of the noble things we can do here. Uh, it really was a, a varied kind of uh, mm-hmm. kind of approach. Um, can I ask, like, uh, so I know that the, the narrative came, came kind of last, but, uh, I'm, I was really impressed with the way the narrative kind of allowed for closure in a, in a roundabout way. Um, was that always something that you had planned on that it would sort of, uh, have a, a concluding arc? Um, was that something that sort of came up in the end, uh, that you, you didn't expect? How did, how did that all, how did that all come about basically? Um, so the, and spoilers. Oh yeah. Spoilers for Hypnospace Outlaw. Yeah. Um, so the game was always going to have a year 2000 thing, a Y2K bug event crash thing. Cause you know, it, it felt like a really useful tool. Oh, and it was Um, such a, I mean, it was such a moment too. Like I, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. To build up to, and and people are aware of more or less, you know, scares with crashes, and particularly Y2K. Um, and because not much notable happened in the real Y2K, I thought it was kind of a blank slate for us to use to do for whatever sure. we wanted in the story. So, I mean, and uh, so, so, um, Crap, I'm, I lost your question. <laughs> no, I was just, just kind of wondering, like, there's, there's like, a, a very satisfying Oh, the arc end. at the end is what you're Yeah, the, the arc of the whole thing, even. Like, so, like, one of the things... Let me, let me phrase it a little differently. One of the things that I kept saying when I was playing the game was that it felt a lot like a visual novel, um, but in a way that other visual novels didn't feel like to me. Like, I didn't feel like I was on rails. I didn't feel like... Um, I knew what to do necessarily. It was very, there's a, a heavy puzzle element. Um, it, it felt like a visual novel that really respected my, my intelligence basically. And the ending, the ending also kind of, uh, gave me that because it gave me a sort of like emotional ending that I appreciated, but I also had to work for. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious where that, where the idea for 
rounding this out, not just into a narrative, but into a narrative that kind of has, you know, rising action and a conclusion and like, uh, you know, justice such as it is or things like that. Okay. I got your question now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so like I mentioned for a while, it was just this large internet and, um, the first place we took it to, we took a pretty much a prototype list, the second prototype or, or an early version of the game to a festival in late 2017 when all we had was the rudimentary cases system and the gumshoe gooper case where you have to hammer the (laughs) fish that is copyright infringement or whatever i love gumshoe gooper Um, me too (laughs) i was i was i like every time i played uh, every time i i was i would just like really enjoy it and uh my buddy who was playing with me would be like all these people who just uh, just want to have a good time with you know Gumshoe Gooper, um, you're you're ruining it for them right now. Like you, you know you're such a you're such a bad person <laughs> to take Gumshoe Gooper from them. And I was like, well, I just I, I don't know. Like I have to I have to I have to obey my rules. I have to you know they're they're betraying the the nature of this this noble animal. Um, I felt a lot for Gumshoe Gooper. Yeah, Gumshoe Gooper. so many people don't remember how it's spelled and then they try to type it in the search at the beginning and they're like huh i guess nothing's there but that um, happened to me at least like six times (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh man nothing i can't find anything on this character i'm supposed to learn about and it's like oh they spell their name with a one not an l (laughs) right which i mean was very much a uh i mean very much an internet-y thing so Mm -hmm. i appreciated that (laughs) But back to the um, yeah the question of uh, so you had the, you just had Gumshoe Grouper yeah we had that case and you could hammer it and get money and then uh, we also gave money at the beginning because we had the game really like I said started as a bunch of goofy content that had mm-hmm. so there were like the janitor mini game was in there I think at that point and all kinds of other weird stuff. So we wanted people to be able to play because all you could do was solve the Gumshoe Gooper case which would take about five minutes for most people so it's not yeah that's the easiest i thought that was a good tutorial case because you basically like it the game tells you like okay so the main place this is going to happen is in this zone look for it in this zone it's on the first page of that zone yeah so yeah it's not hard to find yeah so um and i was having a bit of a crisis with the game at that point because that was the point at which i was like okay we have all these pages they're kind of cute and funny and the characters are charming i guess but like um you know i gotta sell this dumb thing and and it needs to last a little bit and be compelling you know and yeah um and so it was funny some i was talking to other devs there this was fantastic arcade was the event um and it's mostly an event that other developers go to i think um and um i was I was at a round table uh, in, like, the bar part of the venue, and uh, these other developers were, like, having this really nice session of, like, trying to help me or something. Like, it was, <laughs> it was like, everyone That's was sweet. throwing ideas out because um, the issue I was having back then was, well, I wanted it to feel like a living internet um, and back then, the plan was to have that chit chat program in there, so you can really? like mon- yeah, you can monitor chat. Like wow. you can see people chatting with each other, and then there would be rooms, and that became just in my brain very difficult to like. 
conceptualized in a way that would make sense with like game flow and also I thought it was a little bit frustrating that you would never see any major changes to pages because there wasn't a long enough time for anything to happen in these people's lives. It mm. was all happening on one night, you know? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, and and even now on social media and stuff, people don't change their... People aren't, like, constantly, like, changing their page every five minutes to reflect their... Maybe Twitter a little bit, but... Yeah, uh, Twitter's the only case where that happened, right? <laughs> yeah. But, so I was thinking, man, like... Uh, this is either going to have to be a very, very tiny, tiny story. And I did want it to be human level, like, you know, involved with the characters, but not that small to where it would be like no events can happen and you can see people react to them. And and so and we wanted some build up to Y2K. And so um, originally the idea I had after uh, around that time was for there to be a day, a dynamic like day system where you got a case and then it was like, okay, we don't have any other cases for you. So you can explore and feel free to click skip to the next day button. And it would actually skip oh, you to wow. the literal next day. Um, and then uh, after you had solved however many cases, it didn't matter how many days it passed. Um you would we were just hoping no one would be a jerk and like click skip day 60 times even though it would take forever to get to the year 2000 <laughs> um, right and i think you i think you definitely could have expected someone to do that though oh yeah and that system you know just for obvious reasons had so many problems um we co- couldn't possibly schedule anything for like thanksgiving and so people people couldn't really Without programming all kinds of new dynamic systems, people couldn't really react to events in the real world. Right. They could only have their personal things that would happen between each other or in their personal lives. Um, and then if someone said, oh, I just had my birthday and someone was on like day seven and someone else was on day 22, that would be dumb. And so what we did was we... I kind of didn't want to do this at the beginning, but we just had, you know, like it is now, these these certain chapters. And the thing that killed me about that is I wanted there to be an open internet where you can just eventually go around and explore everything and look okay. around at everything. And then about a year before, a year and a few months before release, right around when Nelson came on, though I think we'd already had this idea, just he helped us tie it into the narrative. We were like, hey... What if it's set on these three different time periods and then you jump to present day and there's this archival project? Mm. Because I, we were all looking at like the Internet Archive to, you know, for research. And I was looking at OOCities.org, which is a big GeoCities archive. And, um, and you know, the Wayback Machine essentially functions like the archival thing at the end of the game. Yeah, and Absolutely. Yeah, and it was a way to sort of explore, you know, if you missed anything in any of the timelines. It was a really 
convincing way to allow people to go back in time without actually doing that. You know? I really liked that because I was I was worried when I was playing the game that I was going to miss content. It was like a big concern of mine. Mm-hmm. And like to to find a place where it was like, no, no, like you can you can go back and see what you missed if you want to. That was very, very encouraging. And like, I mean, this is the other thing about Hypnospace. Um, because the because the action is very much a, you know, you are playing a gamified position in this world's kind of economy um the 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 quality of like i'm trying to think of how to say this like the quality of the game itself never it never feels like hokey right it never feels like oh there's you know this is too gamified or this doesn't really make any sense or whatever like it always feels like okay um i believe that this like this particular thing that's happening in the game could happen in real life uh, such as it was um and like I think the 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 thing that made that stand out to me the most was well aside from the money you get and the fact that you could buy things on HypnoS but not anywhere else that was very <laughs> right. that was very on the nose in a good way um, but um, I mean that archive where it's just like hey we're doing an archival project and you can kind of go back and look at this stuff it was like oh yeah like this this feels natural this doesn't feel strange to me right and that was also an attempt at like freeing us from. And freeing players from the money thing because mm-hmm. um, after we made the the internet, <laughs> we <laughs> felt very constricted by the cop firm thing. It, the cop thing is a way to get people through the content, and I kind of always looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nelson was especially instrumental in helping us tie the narrative to the cop conceit or the you know the moderator thing um so that it didn't feel like quite as canned like you were saying yeah and then by the end you pretty much get rid of that it's like okay you don't have to do this stuff anymore (laughs) you You kind of get done now (laughs) you can look and do what you want now and then there's all these ways to get money at the end too like you can play that mini game or you can use janitor uh, yeah there's a hack app. I don't know if you found that, uh, but I didn't. You can put a negative value in this donate to the hacker thing, and then you just get however much money you put in there. That's really so, good. So, um, so yeah, the um, the end was just a way to free people and let them go download whatever and do do whatever, and then it, you're rewarded for maybe poking around more by that last bit of game which i'm a little i kind of wish we signposted a little bit better because some people see the um lost and found thing and they're like oh it's a fun checklist i guess it's over and then they don't do the the nice justice thing at the end yeah i found that to be very rewarding i was i was doubting it i was like oh is what's gonna happen here and then being able to kind of like get revenge on that guy was very very sweet um i wanted to like so the system itself is so i mean it feels very much like you're on a windows computer like an old windows computer um did you treat that as a um as like an opportunity to sort of like have fun with constraint or was that something that i guess what i'd say is did you see that as part of the game itself and did you ever worry that people would not respond to it um, would, would sort of be like, you know, this is this is too hard to use. This feels like I'm I'm running, you know, Linux or something. I'm not interested in playing this game. 
we definitely worried about that um, at, at, at a few of the first uh, shows that we took it to people I saw multiple people single clicking on things and then like wondering why nothing <laughs> no. was working yeah and it, it was killing me and you know aside from the people who like see the 30 seconds of mandatory video at the beginning and then they're like oh I can't skip it and then they leave that's fine you know this may not be the game for you but if you're trying to click our buttons and they're not doing anything that kills me so we threw in we were debating even making it default single click I mean, it's oh, in the okay. options, though. Speedrunners, which there are a few. There must be speedrunners? Yeah, someone did wow. 12 minutes. So yeah. That um, Wow, 12 minutes is impressive. I don't know someone how Someone you... did nine minutes before we fixed something, but 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it's wow. pretty cool. Um, but um, uh, so basically, um, we added the option to single click if you want. like um, And... Um, but that that did scare us. But I think it did help uh, because, like you were saying, it doesn't it doesn't feel gamey in some sense. Um, I think the most gamey feeling thing is the excuse of you can have no out you can have no outbound communication because you're enforcing. Yeah, that was the only thing. Yeah, I, I will say like the only thing that I was like, oh. I, I don't I don't I don't know about that was that was that but I mean even that it wasn't like it wasn't like I was furious or anything right yeah um and and the thing there's two things that bug me about fake operating system games and it's no fault of the game or the developer or anything it's just a scope thing mm-hmm. um it's it, there are two things one is when you do have outbound communication but and you get a list of one, two, three, and these are your responses. Pretty mm-hmm. much any game has this, and I just wanted to not do that because um, these aren't my words I'm typing. Like, it just brings me out of it a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I like, I even like game like Emily is away, and you know, games that use this system. I even like that to some degree, but I just didn't feel right for this. And the other thing is when they present you a desktop um maybe like and you can't actually use some of the things on it um or there are some you try to drag an icon and you can't do that or like yeah i don't know um if you're gonna give me a desktop i I, like i want to fiddle with it i always try to in a game that has a fake desktop and i'm often disappointed because i'm not allowed to mess with it so i was early on when we were going to have fewer features like the principle was like if if you can't use the thing then don't like put a an icon for it or don't don't even hint at it existing in the world like most of the programs that are talked about in HypnoS by the users you can actually find in HypnoS you know yeah and that was that was cool to see because it I've I've played a lot of games where that has been the case where it's like okay you're not you're not actually going to find these things like it's it's going to be like a fun little um it's going to be a fun little easter egg in here and you get to look at it and that'll be fun but you won't ever you know you won't ever find this accelerate program right like right. that that one where it was like oh yeah um, we, we're we're trying to find this this accelerate thing. It's a it's a you know a, 
weird, uh, non-standard thing. And I was like, oh, well, we'll find people who are developing it or whatever. But then, like, you actually get the program on there, and it does as little as any program called Accelerate with three X's would. <laughs> right. um, and it's just like, oh, cool. Like, you actually are able to use this game, um, or use this program, rather. And that was, like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, this game is actually, like, doing something a little different. Um so for me, that was actually, yeah, I, I totally, that was a big point for me. Um, being able to kind of look at the game and see that it was interested in letting me play around with almost anything that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so here's another question, and it's about anxiety, about things, people missing things. Um, were you anxious about, so like you saw people clicking and, and not quite following, Um were you anxious at all about people uh, just not catching some of the, and I mean, this is kind of an obvious answer, I think, probably, but um, of just not seeing the the hard work that you put in? Like, were you worried that they wouldn't get to certain songs that you really wanted them to or pages that you <laughs> really wanted them to see? And did you, did you put any of them so, like, front and center that you knew they would find them? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, that, the... I think that is like a there's never like when a person starting to play um, where I'm like, oh, I really hope they get this far in and see this one particular thing. It's just a constant feeling of that. Like (laughs) I watched you play a little bit earlier today and um, I was um, I was finding myself hoping that you would click certain things to see certain things. And then when you moved on, I was hoping that you. (laughs) on the new page that you would click certain things and sometimes you did but and sometimes i did yeah <laughs> but right when it came out like i that was just that a lot of that and i just i think i got you know used to it and and i kind of had faith that as long as this person stuck with it then eventually they'll see the cool funny thing or something the thing that was the most nerve-wracking was when it first came out there were some bugs preventing some of the cool things from actually showing up. Oh, so no. <laughs> it, they would sometimes show up. So I was thinking, oh, God, please let the Chowder Man <laughs> intro work when they click this. Oh, the Chowder Man intro is so good. Yeah. <laughs> that was bugged out initially. That, yeah, that must have it, it been would sometimes incredibly nerve-wracking. bug out, yeah. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so definitely hoping people see things. Though I did, like... I think the strongest content, I tried to, like, structure cases around it so you're kind of ferried through, like, the most production value-y stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I I can see that. Like, there there are a number of cases where it feels very much like, okay, um, I should be seeing this. Like, this is... I mean, like, the... the, the, Accelerator thing had you go to that strange the freelance, uh, yeah, the freelance. Thank you. Where like where everyone who who was uh, who was ill used by um, by uh, the 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 hypno uh, um redistribution of, of like uh, of its. I don't know what to Zones say here. Or whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. However, that that is understood. Um, you know, like that was very cool, and I was glad that uh, I was forced to see that. And that that felt like okay, I'm being ferried here. That was way. almost. That was one of the later like necessary. Th- like that was almost 
an optional thing, and then oh no, yeah, and then the um, the main zone still would have had like uh, some pages in it, and then uh, you could just find that by try, you know looking at these people's underground sort of thing, which I thought would could feel real special, like to to just stumble upon that whole thing. But For sure. To me, uh, it was just it was just too good. And then like a day before, no, two days, I think, before the game came out. I don't know if you remember the part where you're going in there and you have to find this guy's sort of scavenger hunt and you yes. download his video and he sounds really lispy and he's like um, and Roddy. That, and, wasn't that the that was the that was like the, the guy who was like the tutorial guy. Or yeah, the wasn't it wasn't that the guy who was like bringing out the like the secrets about about hypnospace and like about no uh, that was something the, else but uh, oh okay I thought I thought that was I thought the that's scavenger the was accelerator the guy, was, guy you're right the ex- accelerator is yeah. Roddy's well, so I was thinking about at the end of the game with the guy who goes real aggro on um, <laughs> oh yeah the uh, he has reckoning ink. Yes, 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 yes. Reckoning Inc. We that's don't one. know Reckoning's gender, though. Actually, oh, that's true. You're right. Wow, I, I, that was my mistake. Um, no, I mean, no. We, unless but, you're looking at their info or whatever, there's no way of knowing. But, but I mean, I didn't know though. But yep. the, um, yeah, I uh, that that was sort of a, a scavenger hunt thing in the in the freelance as well. Um, so yeah, no, I I thought that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Roddy's was, was was super fun. That was one of the ones that I felt really the scavenger about hunt out. that that's like uh, you know in the freelance you shall unlock it or whatever. Yes, that was added two days before release because formerly you went right there and then you got his quiz by clicking on the um the thing and it was just there once you did that there was no reason to go look at the rest of the any of the freelands or whatever because it was like yeah why would you bother you'll know the answers by just seeing the pages from before and um and uh so we just added this stupid scavenger hunt that took you to some two other pages and that that people love that part and so i'm super glad we like made it we 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 drug people through that section yeah definitely yeah um, is there anything that got cut that you are like? Oh yeah, that you that you are bummed that got cut. Yeah, but um, so I, I experienced a little burnout right after release up until pretty much last week. And um, oh great, well I'm, glad I'm talking to you now then. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, right before release, I was thinking I have a big list. There's a lot of songs and real good content that I just didn't didn't make it because I had I before the content goes in I just want to make it right and I want to make it fit and like it takes a lot of preparation and like weaving it in there and even stuff that like some of my friends and people had contributed and I just feel awful that it just like didn't make it in time so I am gonna we are gonna work on some kind of content update um and reinstate a lot of this uh stuff uh lots of stuff though um um so the counselor ronnie um in teen topia he's yeah counselor ronnie is uh, also some somewhat of a fraud as, as i'm to understand by the end of the game yeah yeah he he's like uh just like 
another thing by an intern who doesn't care and he's supposed to fulfill certain educational like standards from the government <laughs> or something and there's one thing which is the birthstone song that he has on a page where he pronounces yeah, that's very good okay but he was supposed to have like anti-drug content and like all kinds of stuff uh a little like mini game thing and like um i just couldn't fit it in in time and there's someone even waiting to like do voice work for him which would be really fun um but so that's one thing i can't wait to put back in because once you get to the end of the game and these people are all talking like oh wow what a great joke counselor ronnie you really got him but if you go on like on counselor ronnie's page most of it is like coming soon nothing is here yet <laughs> yeah i liked i liked uh i liked how a lot of the a lot of the stuff in the uh i, I, I can't remember what what's the what's the place called where it's basically like a effectively like a hacker's oh, little minx. paradise yes the yeah, toilet yeah, yeah, symbol people yeah 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 <laughs> um that like th- that whole thing in the in the end felt very true to life in terms of like the kind of people that would be on it and i liked that a lot of the um like a lot of the things that uh, you saw in the game itself uh, that were like kind of strange, like beef brain and stuff like that, which has now become like a a, uh, a sort of shorthand with uh, some friends of, uh, nice. who've, who've played this game with me for like just not like not being able to think right. <laughs> I've um, got beef they'll brain. be like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I meant to say that. I just had a little bit of beef brain." Nice, yeah. Uh, um, but but you know like. It, it, that those were all just like pranks by the community and like you know, you know Dylan would get it green be like, lighting? Oh that was funny, but <laughs> Do you know about green lighting? Green lighting? Uh no. It was a stupid Goonie like prank like uh from geez, like ten or twelve years ago on something awful. And okay. they made a forum. Um they made some PHP BB forum somewhere called greenlighters.org or something. (laughs) And it was trying to start a new social trend by pretending it was real and posting a lot about it, where it's like sort of a frat boy type thing where if you pop your collar, it's called green lighting. And it means that you're, you're ready for sex. So if you're out in a public (laughs) place and they had lingo, they made up and they posted like real crappy pictures of themselves, like, holding up a peace sign, like, with their pop collar, and it's like, I'm greenlighting tonight, y'all, and stuff. And all it was, they could, it was very pathetic, because for, like, three months, they're sitting, they're all fantasy fake posting on this forum they made about how they're greenlighting and picking up chicks, and then they had, like, a gay gay variant, I guess, and, Uh like, and, like, hoping and they're posting on you know proto social media about it hoping that like (laughs) other you know of the people they're trying to make fun of will start actually doing it and uh, and then they started being made fun of for this because they're basically just like doing internet larping or something about this stupid frat boy thing with each other for a long long time (laughs) And then it feels like it feels like one of those goon things that would uh, would kind of um, uh, get like, turn against itself very quickly. Basically, it did. <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's like, 
Oh yeah, like uh, someone who we thought would really like this found it and uh, thinks that we're all really like stupid. <laughs> it, <laughs> now, it did. now we're in trouble. But that whole like thing definitely inspired like the Minx prank culture mm. or something, and yeah. that's another thing that we like had to cut a little bit of too. Is like just how deep they you know got with their uh, pranky stuff. Um, there's another thing which a lot of people don't understand why it's there, which was the Horus. Um, yeah, that was really interesting. I didn't, I didn't entirely know that. I thought it was just kind of uh, Roddy being, uh, being sort of Roddy. Yeah, Horus was um, uh, something uh, hiding occult references in plain sight. The secret society of hiding occult, re- and th- what that was was. Um, so first I made a page of a preacher guy who was complaining about how the Squishers, which is kind of a Pokemon or Garbage Pail <laughs> Kids analog thing, um, how they Squishers were hiding occult demonic references in, you know, in their toy line or whatever. Right. And, you know, that was, of course, sourced from things I heard growing up or whatever pages I've been to. But um, I was like, hey, what if, like, it's real? <laughs> and then so... So <laughs> I made this whole thing where all these rich guys who own these different companies like Adrian with uh, uh, Merchant Soft or the guy who made Squishers were actually hiding demonic symbols in all of their products and things. And it's just like a stupid fantasy football rich person game of hiding demonic symbols and things. But that was another thing, though, that I just ran out of time to fully develop. Um so. It was cool, like the little snips, snippets there, like reading the the things where it was like, oh, because I spent a lot of time on on the eye. I couldn't figure it out, and I thought it was definitely Horus, mm-hmm. and so I spent a lot of time with Horus. I don't know if you saw that in my playthrough, but I probably, I think I found most of what you could find with Horus. Um, yeah, you, there's liked, not much, so you found you found all of it. I think I liked finding like the little log of like uh, you know minutes from our meeting, like what happened, <laughs> right. <laughs> It was really good. Like I, I was like, "Oh, this is this is a neat little Easter egg." Um, entirely know what to make of it, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, did, did you but, end up uh, paying the guy for the submarine expedition? No. Uh, oh, okay then. Yeah. No, tell me about that though. What's? Um, I don't know. If, like one day you'll play in, but but uh, uh, I don't yeah, wanna, I'm sure I will. I don't yeah. want to rob you of it, but basically, this guy emails you and he messages you and he's like. Uh, with a very not convincing message you think you're being scammed and he's like hey it is my dream to go on a submarine expedition so if you'll pay me <laughs> 200 hypno coin a rich mystery person has offered to fund my my trip if if i make that much with real money or something like that <laughs> and so if you and that was in the it's in november 5th at the very beginning okay and if you go to their page and donate um, they'll give. I think I remember the the page and being like, "Well, this is clearly just a scam." And I, <laughs> yeah, because it was early on in the game too, so I was like, "Well, I don't you know." Like it, by the end of the game, I would have probably done it. That but early like, on, you have barely that much money. Yeah, and and most people don't because you don't have the foreknowledge of like um, that money doesn't isn't important near the end of the game anymore. But um, yeah, and and never really means that. Yeah, it's 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 like. At the beginning of the game, I think I was getting stressed out because my pet needed food and I needed, and I didn't have the money to feed it. Yeah, that was actually going to be like the rhythm of the, the game earlier on is that like 
Merchant Soft keeps pushing updates on the same night, and then mm. you're you have all this crazy stuff popping up. It was I was really thinking it might be an hour and a half or a two hour thing, you know, and um, you're still trying to do your job while dealing with all these crazy things popping up and your pet dying and then it would just completely overwhelm you i i have a feeling most people would have quit before the end and then the company gets mad at you for not doing what you're supposed to and then y2k hits was kind of (laughs) the rhythm i was thinking at the beginning so some some of these things are you know holdovers from that uh but the pet dying we just thought was funny because you have that permanent mark um yeah i i think i lost at least two, maybe three pets. And, like, the first pet I lost, I was like, oh, man, like, my hamster died. And I felt really bad about it. And the, um, like, I was like, oh, I'll never do that again. And then, um, of course, I, I like, got too into the plot at one point and then just forgot that my pet was there. And <laughs> it was like, oh, I've done it again. I've, uh, <laughs> I've killed my pet. And so they're now, now there are two uh, um, gravestones on my, on my desktop. Right. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a good touch, and it, it made me feel very bad. Good. <laughs> I mean, no, no, that's exactly what it should do. <laughs> um, yeah, like the pets, the pets. I, I do feel a little guilty about that. Like maybe we should make them not die so easily, but eh, it no, works with streaming pretty well. So everyone yells at the person streaming. So everyone gets really mad. Yeah, everyone got super <laughs> mad at me. Um, and I just, I, I kept apologizing for killing all of my pets, but it really, it really was sort of out of my control at a certain point. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I, I got too into the story basically. I was like, I this mean, is yeah. fascinating. It's, and, I uh, always feel guilty even just when testing, if that happens and I just <laughs> yeah, gotta keep rolling. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah, that must be super rough. Like testing whether the pet can die and you're like, well. I guess I guess I guess we know your fate. Like this is going to be what happens to you. Yeah, um, that must be hard. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think of other stuff to ask. I um, have you been really? Have you been pleased with the reception of the game? Has it has it been? It seems like people really like it. Um, I mean, I certainly yeah. do, but I I can't imagine I'm the only representative uh, uh, idea out there. Uh, have you been pleased with how people have received it? Yeah, we've been pretty happy like um first there's the thing that we were worried about was like is it a good game and i think it is now (laughs) yeah Uh, you just don't know though you know when especially it's a kickstarted game and and um you don't know are these backers just being nice do they have some confirmation bias or something i don't know but um Mm -hmm. and then you send it to other people for testing and then you're like oh are they just too invested and I gave them a free key so they like it or I don't know. So it's nice that it's a good game. Um, the other thing that's nice is that it's accessible to people who weren't necessarily on computers back in that day. Um, none yeah. of the references generally, there aren't even that many other than like squishers, but like they don't depend on you knowing anything about back then to get like you get the gist of the chowder man like you know <laughs> you know who chowder man is <laughs> you have an uncle or something yeah like you kind of know who the chowder man is. um <laughs> and and i was also happy that no one's really la- um people are empathizing with the characters you know mm-hmm. they're not no one's even like 
mean to them too much. Like, the thing I didn't want to happen was for someone to be streaming this, some 15-year-old to be watching or some whoever to be watching and see themselves in this character, like, and then everyone is just like, what a loser, so stupid and goofy and stuff. Like, they're everyone has something valuable about them in there so you're not at least how we tried to write it you're not supposed to be like ripping into them too much of course they're doing embarrassing stupid stuff like everyone does but like um i mean even zane died like i mean yeah yeah i I, like i because like i was making fun of zane and everything and then when i found out he was one of the people who died i was like oh man zane died (laughs) i was like the, Zane is not a good person. Like, you don't no. have to feel bad about Zane. And I was like, I feel really bad about Zane. Like, yeah, and it's not like... Well, I guess it's like... If I look at my post history, I've definitely said some Zane-esque things like when I sure. was 15 on the internet. And like... If I didn't... You know, some people don't change <laughs> after that <laughs> point in their life. But I did. <laughs> and like, I could have seen myself... Maybe not to that extreme, but um, and you can save him by ban- getting him banned. I didn't know if you knew that, but um, you can save him, really. Yeah, I tried um, to get him banned. I thought I did my best with him, but I guess I didn't go there, far enough. It, we don't really tell you, but like um, on the la- on December thirty first, when they're like, "Oh no, Team Topia ha- is being hacked," can you stop it? Um, you're guided to do that, which will push you right to the year two thousand. You know, you are very much guided to do that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but if you go poke around, like there's some things you can do, like you can save a few people. And Zane for hasn't uh, in the second uh, part of the timeline, Zane appears as if he stopped doing his got game or way lame thing, but he adds okay. a new one at the in the in December 31st. So you can actually go in there, and then they're like, okay, fine, we'll ban him. And then so he's <laughs> offline for the big thing that happens. And then wow, okay, that's and, wild. I uh, I didn't know. I just assumed I had banned him, and he had just like made an alt, and I couldn't get him off anymore. But that is uh, no. They actually reject you if you try to ban him. Uh, Dylan is like, hey, uh, he wasn't that bad. He was just joking. <laughs> so you know, as I got happens, in a lot of trouble because I tried to ban. Uh, I tried to ban uh, 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 Professor Helper. Um, oh yeah, right. I, yeah, I wish you we got put, real mad at me. I wish we did more of those Adrian dumb. So I had a uh, a guy I worked for who kind of Adrian is sort of based on. Okay. <laughs> um, just in his like, how does this guy run a tech computer type company when he can't even like use computers and stuff? Right. Type of guy. Um, I guess he's the least empathetic character in the whole game, I would say, because even Dylan tries to ask for forgiveness or something after the 20 years passes, even though he's he's pretty much still kind of a selfish jerk. Adrian. Yeah, I would say like, I would say, yeah, the 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 worst character, you're probably right, is, is Adrian, just because it's like he he truly is just uh he doesn't even understand what he's doing. <laughs> like when he gets wordings, he's like, "Well, that's just that's just nonsense. Just forget it." Um, and it's very weird. Yeah, a lot uh, of these guys were also based on like real people from the dot com era. Okay. Um, so there's like this pseudo dot com 
um, website. And uh, there was an era where a lot of these startups were being just showered in money. And they were like these whiz kid tech, you know, you would call them tech bros now, I guess. But like there's like these garage whiz kids and they're, you know, these investors are like, oh, God, Internet, the World Wide Web. And they're throwing money at them and they're just having a great time like doing weird excessive stuff with all this investor money before like the big you know crash crash yeah so sure. yeah that that definitely was alive in some of the characters there so, so uh I, i've kept you for an hour i should let you go i I'm, how much um like so if you were to if someone was to take anything from our conversation and and say like okay i'm i'm i want a i i would love to know what uh what hypnospace outlaw is um what the what the basic idea is of this game what it what it means um how would you how would you frame it how would you frame it so people can can kind of understand what they're getting into you mean like like the thing you're supposed to do when you go to a publisher and say this is the summary this is what the game is yeah 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 do a um do like a whole uh like a um like an elevator pitch, I guess. Elevator pitch. Okay, yeah, that's what that is. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, so in Hypnospace, you play as a moderator in an alternate reality 1999 walled garden sort of internet service in which people access uh, a strange version of the web while they sleep. And you um, are able to explore this fictional operating system and download all kinds of applications for it as you attempt to follow the rules and um, narc on a lot of people (laughs) until story events unfold. So, yeah, that would be my elevator pitch. And you learn how to love... (laughs) (laughs) you do learn how to love though that's true um okay no i get it i i i i agree i i like that i like that pitch a lot um yeah i guess i guess it's it is such a difficult game to describe to people but it is such a such an enjoyable game as well i feel like i was amazed that the person who suggested it to me is like probably like eight years younger than me Mm. um such that, like, we did not have the same experience with the internet, but, and Hypnospace falls directly in my line of, like, oh, this is the internet. Um, I remember this. I remember this from when I had an Angel Fire page or whatever. <laughs> um, but it doesn't, I'll, I'll say something that I said a lot of times during the stream that I was, I really admired about the game was that it, it appreciates and, like, and, you know, enjoys that time. Like, it's, it's a little older. It's, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it imagines this older time in very uh, in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you say, you don't make fun of any of these people. It's not about like making people feel bad about who they are or whatever. But um, it's not nostalgic in like a, a kind of like irritating way. Um, you know, it's not like it's not like you're you're in it and it's just like constantly. Oh, remember this? Like, lol, that was pretty funny. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, uh, it, it it's very much like a. Um, okay, you know this is this is just this is the way it was, and it's um, yeah, it, it was cool, and uh, it, it's something different than we have today. But it's uh, you know we're we're just going to present it as it was, um, and I think that really helps with understanding. Like I'm trying to think how to say this. Like I think that really helps in presenting this game in 
a way that appeals not just to people who are there, but to people who like maybe are, um, you know, just know it from history or know the kind of aesthetic from uh, vaporwave or whatever. Right. I appreciate that you, you got that from it. Uh, I mean, that was even in the Kickstarter, that was a thing that I wrote. I think it was a part of the something where, you know, when there was going to be backer content and stuff, I was like, okay, here's some rules, no named <laughs> references, no, uh, in history, consider any history after like maybe 1950 non-existent, like after mm-hmm. World War II, this nothing that you know is the same. So don't, don't reference anything like that. And, and, yeah. um, and then we just made our own whatever, everything. And, uh, you know, you you can you can get the gist of the spirit of the things like who the Brian Eno of of the world is supposed to be or whatever. Like, if you read all the mimeographed uh, uh, magazines, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but um, but we we had a pretty clear goal because like I didn't want to date my own game like mm-hmm. in. It would be immediately dated, like if I went through referencing everything from the old internet, because only, you know, twenty-eight year olds and older would even get any of it. And then the oh yeah, else and I mean like confused. the last, the last thing you want is like, is for someone to be like, oh like, um, what is this? This is like a goon game, or like you just like <laughs> yeah. referencing like Grover House or whatever. Like yeah, like oh, remember this? It's it's Cliff Yablonski hates you or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't... I, I could see it being really frustrating to, like, produce this kind of game and be like, oh, yeah, and uh, now people are just saying it's, like, a game based on this, like, this element of the Internet as opposed to something about this this kind of world, this... Um, I don't know, like, this the the the, the, the state of, of what it used to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I, I I totally got that. I thought I thought it did a really really good job that way. Yeah, that's a concern uh, I see a lot online too. Is people asking each other about it, and they're like, "Well, is this just? Am I going to even know what they're talking about if I play this? Because I wasn't alive then." So, <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, I I think I think it's a it's a it was an excellent game. I I I really really. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I would encourage anyone to go play it. Um, I'm glad you're having a lot of success with it. I can see like a lot of people. I can see a lot of that kind of irritating Steam thing where people are like, "Oh, uh, what is this an indie game? Uh, it's fifteen dollars." Like, I don't think so. Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like, right. I forget if it, is it twenty or 15? yeah, it's I can't twenty. Remember. Yeah, we just yeah, and 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 rightfully so. Let me add, like, it's nice. like <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, um, yeah, we have like. 211 songs in there so that's a lot of stuff yeah no it's it's a ton of work and it, it's worth every penny um but you know like people on steam are people on steam They're yeah. just like, um so i could see i could see that being something that happened and i'm glad that that's not happening too so yeah it's not it's not anywhere near what i was fearing in that oh, that's regard great. so it's it's nice it's been nice i think the audience that is gonna pay 20 bucks for something like this aren't gonna be like they can just look at it and know like they're not gonna also (laughs) be generally posting thumbs down reviews and saying you know too short because you know they dropped 20 bucks and i think that's part of the reason we wanted to price it 
like that. And we just felt like the amount of content was worth, you know, it was, uh, it's it, total took about four years to make the thing. So we yeah. felt like that's justified price. Absolutely. Um, I kind of no, wish no, everyone would, would bump up their prices a little bit who make good <laughs> games, but just, yeah, just, uh, the, uh, what, what is it? A rising tide? Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think, no, that totally makes sense. Like, I think it's, it's something that I would also like to see. And I think it's, uh, it's unfortunate that, um, that it's so difficult to get past like the fear and, and the completely reasonable fear of, uh, just having a bunch of people uh, downvote you because they they think that you shouldn't be charging enough money. Um, I mean, this yeah. is another thing to get back to the game uh, real quick before we before we end, uh, end. Like, it's a thing that the game does a very good job of thinking about. Where like you have this world where it's not just like it's not just cool because it's um, it's not just cool because it's like old. It's cool because it evokes this old sense of exchange online where like people were definitely trying to get money but it was much more about like like that guy who wrote that's that whole like fan page about the the chowder man's shave uh shaving <laughs> album uh like and it doesn't finish it like that was the best part of it i thought um that's like just that whole, me not having time so i'm glad you liked that. no i loved that <laughs> it, it felt like that well no because like whenever i wrote whenever i did something like that on on the old internet i never finished it I would always have a lot of really big ideas and they'd never get done. Yeah. Um, but, but no, yeah, it's like it, it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel uh, I mean, obviously it's transactional, but it doesn't feel transactional in the same way. It's not like, oh, you know, like this wasn't worth it or something like that. Like that question doesn't really enter into the world of um, of hypnospace, which I thought was uh, refreshing. That was one way in which I think we um, kind of reveled in that era is um the fact that people were just they had a when you started a page this was your place because there were so many metaphors of like this being your homestead or your this is your place yeah and you just had an empty lot or you just had a blank slate and you didn't even know all kinds of especially the older pages people contextualize them like they were tv shows and go to my different channels or yeah. um it's like a newspaper or, or go to page whatever people didn't know what to do on there it was just a thing to put information on or graphics or something and just the sh the the amount to which, at which people were sharing about themselves or like things they were interested in like they didn't know who was reading there were very few metrics to like uh tell them who if anyone was gonna ever stumble upon this um uh, and people there were it was not at all homogenous really like it right. wasn't like social media facebook or whatever where you have the places you put your info like it was just a blank slate and you can put a really ugly tiled background or so in some way that <laughs> right. that like that element was what we reveled in like not not the brands or the IP or whatever, even though we do have our sort of fake Linkin Park band and, and fake Pokemon and stuff. It's more that uh, element of it. Just people 
um, sharing and sometimes butchering like the things that they really love too. Like, yeah, I know they're trying to do right by them. Um, and so in reading, reading back at GeoCities archive, you get this, re- it's, 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 I do it as a hobby now. Like sometimes it's just, it's just so nice to go, go read where all of these people are like, um, just freely sharing all kinds of tips and tricks and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and it's not that people have changed. It's just the structure of the internet really. So, um, yeah, if there's one thing that, that were kind of like rose colored glasses, you know, uh, probably, probably not as good as our memories, it, it would be that element of it. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I, that that's something that I would agree with, too. Like, it's it's very much a it's very much a uh, a place that I remember being nicer than the current Internet. And I'm sure it wasn't. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of mean <laughs> things that I recall about it, too. But like, yeah. And in the game, feels... you can find the mean stuff, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 a game that that kind of if there's any yeah, well, you're right like if there's any nostalgia in the game it is it is the the nostalgia of being like yeah like i remember when it used to be a little more fun to be online um which i think is harmless nostalgia i think it's like the game kind of presents itself as fun too mm-hmm. uh and the fun of the game being also like the fun of i don't know enjoying yourself online is not a bad thing right well, Jay, I, I've kept you so long now. Um, thank you so much for being on. People can find you at um, it's at Jay Tholen. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll say the I'll say the H this time. Uh, okay. but at Jay Jay Tholen uh, because uh, they will know how to spell it. J a y t h o l e n. We discussed early on how it's not uh, Tholen or Tholen. It's it, it it's whatever yeah. your heart feels like. Yeah, it's what you want. Um. Uh. But. The other thing uh, that people should do is go by Hypnospace Outlaw. Where else can people find you? Uh, mostly, mostly Twitter. Um, that's about it. We have a Discord, Discord.gg/hypnospace. Okay. And we are working on some Steamworks stuff. Uh, right now, you can use the Hypnospace page builder and sequencer to like fiddle with, and they're unoptimized and janky right now. But we're working on like some way for people to make and share their own little zones and things. Yeah, actually, um, if you wouldn't mind, we sh- I'd love to have you on for like a, a bonus episode to talk about the um, the uh, the mod scene, which has been kind of very cool. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's 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 uh, let's plan that out soon. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. And um, and yeah, wh- where is it best for them to buy it? Anywhere? Do you, do you have a preference? Um. It's on Itch. Um, that's a good place to buy it. Um, and it is on Steam and GOG. Um, unfortunately, it's probably the most helpful to buy it on Steam if you leave a review. Um, okay. Just because, you know, it makes us look better in the algorithm. And Steam is unfortunately where we have to sell copies to make enough money, you know, but, um, I would say, um, itch is also a good place to get it. Um, okay. Yeah. Great. Um, well, I will be, uh, I will be writing my review on steam. I bought it on itch, but, uh, <laughs> I'll go write a review now. Oh, um, no, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and, and yeah, no, everyone should, should, should give it a try. Don't, uh, don't be scared off by the price, which I feel like is, 
the silly thing it's to be scared on sale of. uh right now maybe i don't know if when the podcast comes out it'll be on sale but well, I, i'll i'll tweet about it being on sale then okay cool um yeah no go go buy it um it is it is worth your time um and energy uh and thank you, Jay, for coming on. This has really been a treat. I, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful. It's, it's rare that I get to talk to people whose uh, games I have just recently played and enjoyed, so it's, uh, it's a treat to do so. Ah, well, thank you very much. I yeah, enjoyed absolutely. it as well. Oh, wonderful. Well, I will talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye.